has captured all of the glances and all of the chances we missed. We raged and we spun for all of the dances. The song as it lasted was bliss. I'm Sarah, I'm 20, and I'm a queer fangirl who spends too much time on the internet. I'm Robert, I'm not quite 50. I don't spend as much time on the internet, but I've seen way too many movies. And this is 50v20. The show where we discuss queer representation in media. This episode, the beginning of probably a few, we'll be talking about it, but this time we're talking about the miniseries from 1990. Particularly, what's it called? Ready? Ready, yes. (laughs) (laughs) Are Richie and Eddie gay? That's the the question. That's the deep dive. (laughs) We will not do an episode just on the novel, but I will probably read a few lines from the novel that support what we're saying. Yeah. Fair warning to everyone, I have not read the novel, so... (laughs) (laughs) And I haven't read it since 1990, so... Right. So, yeah, we're focusing purely on the miniseries and later the movies. But this was really cool for me, because I've never seen the miniseries all the way through like that. Mm. I remember it a little bit as a kid, but I never sat down and watched the whole thing. Well, for a while, I couldn't, you know, it's not like streaming services where you can just access whatever you want whenever you want but i did own it on vhs back in the 90s so i had seen it a few times yeah and yeah i hadn't watched it in a few years i don't think now mm-hmm. so it was cool that i guess we could just go through my list of notes totally in, yeah they're not entirely rant i mean they're not random order mm-hmm. order the things happen um things that support them being gay or just things i put in my notes I guess that, it doesn't matter. Yeah, because my first note is is about in the miniseries. For some reason, Richie keeps calling him Eddie Spaghetti because mm. someone thought that was funny. In the novel, he calls him Eds. In the novel, he also says Eddie, my love. Well, he call, I think he, that's relevant. Yeah, he calls him other things. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I never confirmed that. <laughs> <laughs> we think. Where did I find my love? Ebooks are our friends, and that's why there's so much cancer in the world. Eddie, my love. Yep. <laughs> when the fuck is he talking about cancer? <laughs> Why is he calling Eddie Eddie my love? Uh, he he may also call Beverly that. Let me double check if that's him saying that. Nope, that's someone else thinking that, and I don't remember who Kay is. I think it's her assistant. So it's so it's special for Eddie. Yeah, yeah. He also has a nickname for him generally, but he calls him Eds, which we'll get to later. Right. Miniseries Eddie has not gotten married, so. Point in, val- in favor of Eddie being gay in the miniseries <laughs> is that they didn't bother to include Myra, the wife who is just like his mother. Right, right. And in the later movies, played by the same woman as the mother. I was a teenage werewolf. Oh, the movie they use is about transformation as a teenager. Mm, mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> and is one of the monsters that's... Who gets chased? It's Richie that gets chased by the werewolf, right? Yes. In the miniseries. Yeah. And I believe it's the same in the novel. He's the one who gets chased by it. Uh, chased by a thing that, yeah. you know, Yeah, changes. why is Richie afraid of werewolves? <laughs> <laughs> to be fair, in representation just of neurodivergent people, or people who aren't, you know, white, cis, male, whatever, they all would have a reason to kind of be in favor of things that can change themselves and not be who they are. That's the whole point. They're the losers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I agree. <laughs> Specifically the movie scene, though, not just the movie choice, because they see several movies in the novel, but they only see one, I believe, in the miniseries, mm-hmm. is at the movie theater. Eddie, he's the awkward, tiny kid of the group, 
accidentally kicks his popcorn over the railing of the balcony onto Bowers and his bully friends. <laughs> which you liked. What happened after is, I don't know if this is directly out of the novel. I think it isn't. Oh, yeah. Which is yeah, I was wondering fun. about that. But yeah, Richie um, notices and throws his... Soda on them. To on kind purpose, of, yeah. Yeah, on, on purpose to kind of take the blame mm-hmm. for what happened. And because, uh, you know, Eddie's scared. Yep. <laughs> um, oh, yeah. Eddie's going to, Eddie against those kids, he's not going to do well. Yeah. So Richie's like, I got it. <laughs> I'll protect you. No worries. So that's in favor of, you know, Richie being yeah. very, pro- Richie is definitely, whether you think he's gay or not, he's definitely very protective of, I think, Eddie more than the others. Totally. Eddie is the, or is it Eddie or Richie? Oh my god, this is from the novel. One of them really has a thing for Bill. For what? For Bill. For Bill. In the novel. Okay. Um, and I can't remember which one it is, because I, I don't have notes on the novel. It's Eddie, right? I, I guess that makes more sense. I think so, because Eddie kind of like looks up to Bill, feels yeah. like safe with Bill. I mean, just like Beverly does, you know. Right, yeah. Everyone feels safe with Bill. <laughs> yeah. As you said, he's the he's the insert character for Stephen King. He's (laughs) the budding novelist who, well, actually, they they all have aspects of King. Like the abusive parent is is something from Stephen King's childhood, which is Beverly's father. But yeah, yeah, also Bill, and being a writer. I don't want you to play with him anymore. No good will come of it. But Ma, they're my friends. You don't need any friends, Eddie, except for your own Ma. You feel warm? I'm fine. No gym and no showers with the other boys this week. I don't want you catching their germs. Next note I had, don't shower with the other boys, you'll get their germs. That's not the exact quote, but it's basically what Eddie's mother tells Eddie at school not to shower with the other boys because he'll get their germs. This matters especially in context of a scene from the book that is barely in the miniseries, Uh The Leper. Uh He's just like this random homeless guy in the woods. Yeah, they he says don't like really one talk line about it, and he's dirty. It's not clear that he's sick. Sure, Eddie just doesn't like dirty things. Also, but in the novel, he is specifically Eddie thinks he's a leper, but that is because at the time Eddie does not know what STDs are. Mm. Richie is the one who tells him about syphilis, and that was one I actually wanted to read from the book because it's hilarious. Okay, but I, don't, I can't not, spell syphilis. I'm not familiar with this part, so he calls it the sif. There's a whole. Conversation about the whole word. And then Richie says to Eddie, because he said, what's that? It's a disease you get from fucking. (laughs) You know about fucking, don't you, Eds? Sure, Eddie said. And there's a whole thing about how Eddie learned about sex from a guy named Vincent Boogers Taliendo, Uh which takes several pages and is not entirely accurate. (laughs) But coming back to Richie, he says, now listen up, Eds, because there may be questions later. Some women have got this disease. Some men too, but mostly it's women. Listeners can't see my face. (laughs) Yeah, that's a little gay. Um, (laughs) A a guy can get it from a woman or another guy if they're queer, Bill added. Right. The important thing is you get the sif from screwing someone who's already got it. What does it do? Eddie asks. Makes you rot, Richie said. (laughs) And he mentions the nose being the first thing to go, which, of course, the design for the leper in the new movies is his nose is basically a big open hole. Right. In the book, I think it's just one nostril. It's big, open, sore. So Eddie sees leper because he doesn't know what else it would be. But explicitly, 
that leper in the movie and in the book offers sexual favors. He offers to give him a blowjob yeah. for a quarter. And then he, when Eddie leaves, he already lowers it to a dime. And then he think he says he'll do it for free when Eddie finally runs away. So. Well, I think it's interesting also how Richie is basically telling him, like, it's women you have to look out for. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, I don't know where Richie gets his information. Yeah. I Maybe don't... from that booger's guy also. Yeah, I'm not sure how accurate that is, but... <laughs> I don't... I wonder if there's a historical precedent where people blamed women more because, like, it was men going to prostitutes, so they would blame the women. Oh. Probably some sexist thing, but... Yeah, you know. I didn't look up actual <laughs> stats on as syphilis or the history of how we talked about it, because <laughs> this isn't syphilis the podcast. No. That's coming next. <laughs> <laughs> Who calls him girly boy? Is it Pennywise that calls him girly boy in the, hosp- in the at the end of the shower scene? I just wrote down girly boy. Yeah, right? I don't remember, actually. Because the captions were wrong. They said curly boy, which didn't make any sense. Yeah, I was like, what is a curly boy? But when we heard the clip out of context without subtitles, it was definitely girly boy. Yeah. So Pennywise is definitely picking on Eddie as girly, which fits also with the 50s vibe, is that's what you're going to say about the tiny little kid who can barely breathe. Yeah, yeah. Because he's girly. Um, Oh, interesting thing from the miniseries. They're not very clear on who Richie is talking to as an adult. When he's going to leave L.A. and go back to Maine because he gets the call and he's leaving. I'm pretty sure it's supposed to be like his agent or his manager. (laughs) But it's just some guy who's in his house. Yeah, they don't clarify Who then gets mad at him and storms off into another room. And without any context or even a name, I'm like, so that's the guy he lives with. Yeah, it doesn't And he stormed into the bedroom. Yeah, he's not leaving through like the front door. No, he just goes into another room. Yeah, (laughs) he lives there. Yeah. So, or at least stays there. So, Eddie's single, Richie lives with a guy. That's what we're getting from the miniseries. Yeah. The next thing is something you said. Specifically, uh, that's the gay pride flag and balloons. Oh my god. I think, yeah. that was at the, I think that was at the library. Yeah. I don't remember why, like, my mind went there. But Pennywise just, you know, started, like... All these balloons raining down that mm-hmm. were in, you know, rainbow colors. Yeah. Very much reminded me of like a pride parade or something, which we're not getting super into now, but I think it's interesting because like in it chapter two, they really dive into like Richie's like relationship to Pennywise in terms of him like concretely being afraid of being gay. So hmm. I think that that like. Yeah, that he has a hint, secret. Yeah, that hint in the miniseries, although not super, um, like, concrete, I feel like. Unfortunately, behind the scenes, it's also sort of a marketing thing. And the new movies went almost exclusively red balloons because yeah. it's a much easier image to put on, like, a poster. Sure. Or yeah. uh, Funko Pop, you know. Yeah, it became very, like, balloon. trademark. Even then, they put them in triangles, but we'll talk about that in a later episode. Because, yeah, here they're just lots of different colors. Even though they do have red blood in them, they don't appear that way at first. Mm. Nothing like a good pull on the old lung sucker, huh? And I don't remember the context of this line, but Pennywise in that in the miniseries says a lot of like one-liners just being a weird clown. Nothing like a oh, it's the inhaler. Nothing like a good pull on the old king sucker. He says that to Eddie. I think so. I do not remember that. What the? I just heck? remember I'm like, what the? <laughs> that's that's a little something sexual. That's a little, yeah, that's like on the nose. Uh, I feel like. Yeah. Damn. Unfortunately, we watched uh, the miniseries, uh, what, a week ago? Yeah. So while I put specific notes down, I didn't have context. And I didn't write anything. 
So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what we're going with. <laughs> You'll hear that a lot on this show. Yeah, you know that's part of the shtick is that you write all these like detailed long notes, and I didn't write it. But sometimes I have so many notes I forget what they are. <laughs> yeah. Um, in the miniseries, they go to a Chinese restaurant called Chop Suey, mm-hmm. and Richie at one point is touching Eddie's hair, but we don't hear dialogue at that time. Yeah. He's just playing with his hair. But then later, he touches it again and says, um, I forget the exact line, but he says something like, oh, it looks like you're real. It looks like real hair. He's basically playing with his hair, but suggesting he has a toupee because he's old. Because <laughs> he's gotten older. But also, he's just touching him, you know? It's yeah. It's a whole thing. Just like they sit next to each other at the restaurant, which I think is straight out of the book, because that's also, they sit next to each other in it, chapter two as well. He's like making an excuse for why. He, mm-hmm. He's like, yeah, it's just because you're toupee. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Then Pennywise talking to adult Eddie, mm-hmm. calls him Wheezy, and says, how's your sex life? Wheezy, how's your sex life? What's your sex life? Oh, no. This isn't Ed- Pennywise that says it. This is Stan's Stan. severed head from the Stan. fridge. Yeah. Said, Wheezy, how's your sex life? What's your sex life? Which, yeah, he doesn't live, he doesn't have a girlfriend or a wife in this version, so he just doesn't have a sex life. But also, in 1990, it's a little questioning of what his sex life might involve if he had one. Yeah. So it fits with Eddie being gay. Then, yeah. <laughs> this isn't quite true, what Richie says, but when Eddie, Eddie's big secret is that he's a virgin. Mm. I, I've been lying. About what? When I said that I was seeing someone? Well, I'm not. In fact, I haven't ever... I mean, I've never even been with anyone. Eddie, Eddie, what are you saying? You're a virgin? Yeah. Well, I can't help you with that, pal, but thanks for sharing. Richie, let him talk. Uh, which, in the novel, definitely not true. <laughs> <laughs> we'll just leave it at that. <laughs> um, but it, when he says that, Richie says, you're a virgin? Well, I can't help you with that, pal. Which, yep. yeah, he could. <laughs> but also, also, why does his mind instantly go to, like, oh, he's offering? Like, right. he wasn't offering. It's like... Um, if we had more time, we weren't fighting an yeah. alien clown right now. Richie's like, maybe later, back in the hotel, but right now we have, <laughs> right now, no. we have business to tend to, unfortunately. Yeah, that part is, that part's great. My <laughs> bookmarks. No, my annotations are there. Sorry, I'm finding Eddie's death. Eddie's death. No, this isn't the right scene, but it's, it's good dialogue anyway. I found it because it was similar. Eddie tells Richie, I hate it when you call me Eds. And Richie says, I know. Richie said, hugging him tightly. But somebody has to toughen you up, Eds. When you stop leading the sheltered existence of a child and grow up. And he, oh, he's doing a foghorn leghorn um, impression, I guess. He says, you're gonna, I say, I say, you're gonna find out life ain't always this easy, boy. And Eddie tells him that's the shittiest voice I've ever heard. <laughs> oh my god. That's so cute. I'm gonna cry. <laughs> oh, here we go. So this is when, in the book, when Eddie is dying, it says, the narr- this is the narrator talking, says, but there was something else he had to say first. Richie, he whispered. What? Richie was down on his hands and knees, staring at him desperately. Don't call me Eds, he said, and smiled. He raised his left hand slowly and touched Richie's cheek. Richie was crying. You know, I, I, Eddie, closed his eyes, thinking how to finish, and while he was still thinking it over, he died. So... Two things. One, his impulse was to once again say, I hate it when you say that, but he doesn't say it and specifically does know how to finish the sentence. So the last thing he does is comment on the nickname that Richie has for him. 
and doesn't finish with I hate it. So. <laughs> so now, in the miniseries, we get that dialogue, sort of, but instead of Ed's, he calls him Eddie Spaghetti. Or Spaghetti yeah. Man. So is, is the Spaghetti thing, like, not in the book? No, I, well, it might be in there once, but it's basically, they very much went with, like, everything Richie said was a nickname, and it was a funny nickname. Oh, okay. Ed's is just a diminutive. It's... Right. It's not And a other people call him Ed's. So. Right. I think in the miniseries, was it Beverly calls him Ed's? I think so, yeah. But no one else. Yeah. Richie doesn't. Yeah. And so, yeah, that's how he dies. And then the other thing, I guess I can include this from the book now, because I think they almost get this line of dialogue in it, chapter two, but not quite, is that when they're trying to leave and, you know, Richie's saying they have to take Eddie with them. Uh-huh. Um, this is Ben talking. Bill, I don't like the sound of that water. I think we ought to get out of here. And how will we do it without Eddie, Richie murmured. So he keeps he's saying they like they can't leave without yeah. Eddie. But also, Eddie's the reason they didn't get lost. Right. In the miniseries, they make a point of it as both child and adult at the same intersection in the sewer. It's Eddie who points which way to go because he knows the maps and stuff. Even though it's Bill who studied the maps. Was that what you had from the miniseries? Yes. Okay, I have a couple of things that I'm still <laughs> thinking of. Um, I think the the point that they make at the end where they say. Richie found someone who looks like Eddie and talks like Eddie, hmm. you know, like when he's like working or, yeah, I don't know what they established that person's role. They don't say what he is. But yeah. they say like, he spends all his time with someone who reminds him of Eddie. Like, that doesn't feel very like bros, you know, <laughs> <laughs> like, like that feels a little. No, even if it was entirely outwardly platonic, he's still spending all his time with someone who's like Eddie. Right. Stuff fits. Yeah. Now, generally speaking, there are <clears throat> things that will come up on, occasionally on this show, things like the Bechdel test. It does not pass. The <laughs> miniseries, nor it, nor it chapter two. I think in the miniseries, we don't even get two women that have a scene together. Well, that's what happens Technically, when you have like Eddie's one mom girl. and Beverly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But they're talking about staying away from Eddie. So yeah. talking about a boy. Yeah. Um, yeah. Make a Mori test. We definitely pass this because Beverly does have her own storyline and it is not all tied into the boys, though it is. Hmm. Fuck. Wait, what? Let me check the wording. I'm not, yeah, I'm not- People don't use the Mako Mori test as much as, uh, basically it's whether or not women have a point in the story. Oh. Like, does it matter that the character, like, Bechdel test is basically uh, at least two women do the talk to each other about something other than man. No. Mako Mori, at least one female character, yes, who gets her own narrative arc, definitely, that is not about supporting a man's story. Sort of. She definitely has her own story, but her story is absolutely tied into the boys. Yeah. And Pennywise's. That one's, like, kind of half yeah. true. Yeah. It's not like she's necessarily supporting them because she's not, like, like their side. True. Kid. In Pennywise's story, he's the antagonist, so she's against him, not supporting him. In her father's story, she is against him, not supporting him. Yeah. But then she's also part of Ben's and Bill's, but she does have her own sort of coming out of her own shell and finding her own thing. But, of course, she does end up with a man, so... Almost. Oh, we Almost. We had to have one couple. That you had to have a hetero couple. If there's a girl in the group, you got to have a hetero couple. Yeah. Or you have to add a- another girl somewhere along the line. And they didn't do that because King wrote this book. I think it was one of his first dozen because, novels. It was fairly early. It's because all of the characters are self-insert characters. So, like, he wasn't right. writing about a bunch of She's girls. the one with the abusive parent because it might be sexist, but I'm not sure he meant it that way. Is that it's easier to use the abuse for 
the female character rather than put that on a male character as well. Because you don't want to write a character just about seven or a book just about seven boys. Yeah, I think it. You also, could. I think it also. I guess this, in a way, kind of implies that she serves the boys, but like it helped to include a girl character because then he could write about what it's like to grow up as like a boy with like female attraction. Mm. Oh yeah, you know. So she does. Well, and the fact that, that it's, I mean, it's been a while since I read the book, but like. Richie and Beverly are very good friends. Yeah. With each other. So I think are Eddie and Beverly. While she has the love triangle with Bill and Ben, she's also friends with the others. Yeah, because Richie is like her gay best friend. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Then the third one is the Vito Russo test. It comes from the book The Celluloid Closet. Um, This one's a little wordier, but at least one character that is identifiably lesbian, gay, bisexual, transgender, and or queer. The miniseries doesn't really pass because they don't really no. say it. They're not identified that way. Yeah. We can infer it, but it's not. It's implied, no. but it's not, you know. <laughs> so I guess if it doesn't get to A, we don't have to go on to B or C. Oh, well, we stop there. <laughs> um, so we stop there. <laughs> on the miniseries. Great. Which gets us to a recurring segment with these things. Am I making this up? Am I making this up? Uh, picture a triangle. <laughs> At one corner, you have healthy representation of... LGBT plus... Yeah. Another corner, you have queer baiting. Ooh. And the other corner, you have... Delusional. The fans are, <laughs> the fans are delusional. It's not um, there. <laughs> delusions of fandom. Yeah. Where does the miniseries fall? See, the miniseries, <laughs> I think, out of the three, is actually the toughest, because... Made for TV in 1990. Yeah, you know, <laughs> it doesn't really count... Uh, well, this is why it's a triangle, because it's kind of a spectrum, right. but it doesn't count fully as, like, any of the three parts, I think. No, I'd say if you take the miniseries as its own thing, it's leaning toward delusion, because the miniseries never actually tells us any of this. Even the the balloons that you said were the gay, the gay pride flag was in the library with Ben. Yeah. So it's not even in a scene with Eddie and Richie. Yeah. But, you know, also for it being 1990, like, I don't think the fans who were, like, into it were necessarily delusional because at the time there really wasn't, like, any of that being shown Mm -hmm. on TV. So the fact that it kind of leans into it a little bit, like, I totally get why the fandom, like, adopted it. That we can retroactively infer it definitely gets it. It's not in that corner, but I'd say it's more toward that corner than the other two. Yeah, it's, it's, I would. It's not queerbaiting. Because it's, it's not making it, that no, would be more obvious. No, it doesn't count as queer baiting. I think um, does count as barrier gays, but <laughs> that's straight from the novel. Yes, <laughs> but I would say going back to the novel, though, something I, I forget which movie it was during this week when I said it. But if Eddie and Richie aren't gay, why are they both in the group? Because the groups represent outsiders. It's you know the girl, the stutterer, the fat kid, the black kid. The Jewish kid, mm. and then those two who are, I guess, yeah. the ADHD kid, but they didn't really have that in the fifties. Right. I'm part um, of the fandom that also agrees that Richie has ADHD. Oh, absolutely. I have ADHD, so I am qualified. To it, and 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 <laughs> in the miniseries and in the novel, especially, it's not necessarily in a good way. I think the newer movies <laughs> make it. He's funny. Yeah. All the time. Yeah. The miniseries, they're trying to make him funny. It doesn't always work. <laughs> yeah. But in the book. He's not only, it's not that he's funny, it's that he does it anyway. Even when Eddie, you know, the thing I read earlier, Eddie says that's a, one of the worst voices I've ever heard. He does, he, that's not going to stop him. 
because <laughs> he doesn't care. Right. And he's still going to get better at it. Um, One thing that I was also thinking of that we didn't really touch on for the miniseries, I feel like, hopefully you can <laughs> understand what I mean um, and maybe articulate it better, but I think it's interesting how, like, Richie and Eddie have a close relationship in the miniseries, but they're not necessarily, like, implied to be, like, better friends mm. than anyone else. Like, they kind of make it obvious that Eddie is best friends with Bill. So why yeah. Eddie and Richie have this, like, very special, like, unique thing isn't really explained. I feel like in the other, like, newer movies, you could say, like, well, they're just closer friends because they're always talking and hanging out. Which, but- which also comes down to, you know, the length of the miniseries. Those three are already friends. Yeah. Beverly's new to the group. Ben just moved into town. And uh, I guess Stan's already friends with them because Stan and Richie are really close as well. Well, because I feel like Stan and Richie are, like, closer, and then Bill and Eddie are closer as friends. So why Eddie and Richie have this, like, unspoken Maybe in the book they just live closer together or something. It's that kind of thing. Small-ish town. Yeah. You spend time... (laughs) (laughs) Yes. Or they're gay. Or, you know... Um, Because the other people in the group seem to, whether they, like, understand why or not, it seems to be, like, a thing everybody gets. That, like, Richie and Eddie are just like this. They just have this thing that's different from anyone else's friendship with each other. Yeah. And in the miniseries, they've definitely played that up. Eddie and Richie interact a lot. Yeah. Yeah. And we don't get... Something I really like in the newer movies is how much they let us know that Richie and Stan are close. Richie is the only one who goes to his bar, his bar mitzvah. Yeah. Which is cool. Yeah. So am I making this up? Is Tozer a Jewish name? Maybe that's it. I don't know. I didn't look it up. Oh, we should get into names real quick. Right. Exactly. Perfect. Segway. <laughs> Segway to, um, what was it called? <laughs> who named you that? Who named you that? Yeah. Because it's not necessarily tied into the whole LGBT representation no, thing. It's, it's just, just an extra fun thing because... Some characters in fiction have horrible names. So on the horrible side, you got things like Cho Chang. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. To, uh, what's a good one? Well, actually, these are all pretty good. I think, yeah, these all fit. These. I'm not entirely sure Hanscom's a real name, but Ben Hanscom sounds like somebody. Yeah. And Bill Denbro sounds real. Mike Hanlon sounds real. Beverly Marsh. Yeah, it all. They're all real. It all works out. Um, what's Eddie's last name? Casbrack. Casbrack. Wow. Sorry. <laughs> I'm not sure if that's real, but it sounds like some Polish. It sounds like other names I've heard. So, sounds um, real. It sounds real. And Tozier sounds real. Sounds real. Uh, so, yeah. Yeah. Stephen King's pretty good with names. And Pennywise is a great name for a clown. Yeah. Yeah. Don't know what it means, but. It... According to Google, it means beautiful fear Does in it? German. But I don't think that's true. I think <laughs> no. someone made that up. <laughs> I think but that we... was someone taking just from the quote from the thing and putting but it on know, our website. A few People have said it, so I'm going to say there's some... something. I don't know. It's basically from the idiom uh, Pennywise Pound Foolish, which means you don't worry about the small things, right? Mm -hmm. Or the opposite. I don't (laughs) know. I take it as meaning, and I didn't grow up with this idiom, is that if you only have pennies, you have to be very... you have to be wise. So if you... If you're poor, you have to be careful. These are all losers. They have to be careful what they do with their lives, who they connect to. So it fits the series. And if you have pound, it's a British saying, if you have more money, then you can just spend it. And that is, you know, in economics, you'll learn that is true. When poor people get money, they spend it. And people who complain about that are idiots. 
but that's yeah. a separate issue. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Don't worry, guys. You're not at one of those money podcasts where they tell you to just save. No. You're not going to save money by not going to... Starbucks. Um, Starbucks. Don't have Starbucks, guys. <laughs> um, yeah, no, that's all ridiculous. Enjoy your Starbucks. It's great. Um... <laughs> That's kind of all I have. For so that the for the mini series, that will be all. Tune in next time for Itch Chapter One. Yeah. Subscribe to, to the, the show. show. Review the show. Follow the show on Facebook at Lemming Drop Studio Tour. And check us out on Twitter, Instagram, and TikTok at Fifty V Twenty Podcast. And you can support the show if you like at Patreon.com/slash Lemming Drops. Yes. Bye. Bye. Baby, won't you come to my